So today we have Monica Jasic, a driven entrepreneur who is a passionate about helping real people build real wealth through real estate and is the founder of Real Property Investments, an author, educational speaker, and television personality. Uh, she's definitely learned from her years of experience with um, you know, multiple mistakes on how to build wealth in real estate. She helps busy individuals and corporations create wealth through real estate acquisitions and alternatively investment properties um you want to learn more uh, definitely you know check out monica see her webinars her online courses and her events she actually just came from an event right now so we're really happy to have her here and definitely you know her guests check out the show thanks monica for being on the show thank you so much for having me so i wanted to ask you know i saw you've been doing quite a bit of real estate investment and i checked out your website your business and it looks really good how did you get started into uh, real estate investing well, we just started off as investors. My husband and I just started off uh, buying real estate to build wealth for our own personal situations. So we kind of noticed we need to make more money. I think a lot of people out there are in that situation where you're really not making enough money and um, to do everyday things like retire or to help your kids with their college tuition or even just to get by. Some people are living paycheck to paycheck. And we really kind of needed to fill a financial gap because I was home with some small kids. Well, he had a great job and it was really frustrating because it just wasn't making enough. So I wanted to take finances and put them to the forefront and really was determined to help our family make more money. And I just did exactly as I was told and it didn't work, which was <laughs> really wow, frustrating. That is Who knew that though. not drinking your coffee at home every day couldn't lead you to financial freedom? So, <laughs> but uh, that's when we really realized that real estate investing was something we had to do. So, it takes a spark and it takes a need and a want to get into real estate investing. And it's hard because the first property, the first buy is always the hardest one, right? Absolutely. Just, just getting over that hurdle to learn, to watch, to ask great questions and to figure out a way to move forward. And what was a challenge to get to your first investment? Well, I think it took us years to get to our first investment. I think a lot of people watching this podcast are at the same place that we were is they know it's the number one wealth builder. They know they want to do it. They know they should do it. They might even have the money and, and reserves available to do it, but it's just that fear of the unknown. There's a lot of mindset that people have to move back before they get to actually investing. Um, one thing that really, really held me back for, for several years was I was convinced I had to buy the house next door. We live in a, a pretty expensive area. So I can imagine people who are like yourself or you're in California or the Bay Area and like looking at the cost of living and then thinking, oh my gosh, do I have to buy this house next door? It just seems unachievable. And then also another obstacle is how do I buy the house next door? Like people also have it in their mind that they have to buy the house next door cash. You know, and then it's like, hmm, because these people obviously haven't been educated in in mortgage opportunities or, or different ways that we can use leverage. And then lastly, I think the thing is, are my numbers going to work? I can buy the house next door if I buy it cash, which kind of puts you in that someday category. The next obstacle really is, is it going to cash flow or am I going to make a mistake? Am I going to lose it all? So I think a lot of people are kind of sitting on the fence with these thoughts sort of percolating in their in their minds for several, several years before they actually go out and do it. I think you're right. Like I notice when I'm speaking to people, it's that mindset shift of getting over the fear and the fear is not knowing. And the way to resolve the not knowing is to ask a lot of questions, to meet a lot of agents, a lot of investors, if that's what you're looking for, to ask them, how do they do it? What's going on? How do you get through it? I think the hard, the hardest part is the complexity of understanding the everything you need to do to get to the closing of you know buying a property. And if someone is there to educate you and guide you and you trust them that they're walking you through with a good intent of helping you, their fiduciary duty as an agent, of course, but having the background experience as a you know owner or as an investor themselves definitely makes it more achievable because they're showing you exactly what they did, how they did it, and how they're gonna help you get there is the exactly. hardest part people don't get, but they also don't aren't asking enough. And one great question is, what else should I be asking you to help me buy this property? Or why should I be buying in my area or out of state or anywhere, you know? 
Well, I think it all starts with not questions that they should be asking the experts, but what are some questions the experts should be asking you? So the question that I always ask our clients at Real Property Investments is why are we doing this in the first place? So I want to find out what their need is, because until they've achieved that need, until the pain is so bad that they're going to have to kind of move past that point of doing something, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. They're always going to kind of sit in that comfortable area. It's going to be something they want to do someday, a nice thing. What's really going to make them move forward? So I always ask people for first and foremost, what is it that you want to achieve and why have you not done it? So if people, and then we try to find out more about people and what is important to them. So at Real Property Investments, we are a global network and a community. We started off, yes, in Toronto and we expanded across Ontario, Canada, the US and now Australia. And we work with amazing professionals like you who Mm -hmm. live, work and invest in these areas. But we want to find out what they want. So let's pretend, Matthew, had a great opportunity, you know, in, say, the Bay Area that's going to give people amazing appreciation over a five-year term, possibly maybe a 30% ROI, but it's going to be cash flow neutral. Um, That's not going to help someone whose need right now is, I need more cash. So if someone needs more cash, then they have to start focusing on investment opportunities that are going to bring them more cash. They need more cash now. Someone needs more cash in five years from now, such as maybe they want to fund a child's college tuition, or they're going to be getting closer to retirement. Well, then we could look at more longer, you know, growth opportunities that's going to benefit them more in five years from now rather than today. So there's so many different ways that people can invest in real estate investments. Real estate really is the number one wealth builder out there. And finding out what people want to do and what they're comfortable doing really has proven to be successful for them to kind of take that next step. So they have to start figuring out what they want and and how to get there and then asking you us the right, you know, and helping them with the right questions. But um, for example, yeah, some people want cash flow right now. Some people want to gain equity. Of course, everyone wants both at the same time, which is really fun and hard to do, but it is achievable. Um, Happens many times. But yeah, cash flow is definitely great right now, too, because in this time period, you want to have good cash flow because with the risk tolerance and the vacancy factor as an example, right? You want to understand how much uh, incoming cash you can use and having that cash flow gives you some up buying power right now to use it for another investment if you have enough to do that. Equity is great too. Um, it just takes the time period. Some properties will have cash flow and no equity upside, but then the cash flow is so great. For example, let's say you got 10% return. That's really nice to have, right? But you know, others might be like a lower percentage and um, higher equity. What do people generally you're, are you seeing people going for right now? Well, when we have our, our real estate models, I was just actually doing a free coaching. We're doing it every Friday at um, at twelve o'clock on Fridays. So if anyone wants to come in, tune in. Uh, we were just talking about the importance of uh, recession proofing your investments. You got a really good point there, and what people have to be doing. So you know. We have no idea what's happening with the market right now. We're all in unprecedented times. So really kind of planning your investments and creating this recession-proof model for investments, no matter what kind of strategy you're doing, um, is so, so, so important. So right now, we are just talking, we had some of actually our issuers on. We'd love to invite you on, Matthew, to talk some of your deal opportunities as well. Uh, Because we do pepper it with deals as well as coaching. But we had some amazing opportunities. Some were turnkey investments. Uh, Epic Alliance was on talking about some turnkey investments. They call it a hassle-free model where they can actually, they have a model in Canada and the U.S. where it's a lower end investment. However, it offers a 15% return on investment hands free. So that means the investor has to actually buy the property. And then they have to um, they have to buy the property, but they do not have to manage the property. Epic Alliance will manage it for you. And in three to five years, you know, when the property comes to fruition, you can actually sell the property back to them. So it's very little appreciation for you. But for people who want cash flow and only have about twenty thousand dollars to get into the market or something, this is a great way for them to get this fifteen percent ROI. So that's investing for cash flow. 
We also had our Atlanta specialist, Lucy Moy, who was on there talking about new development opportunities in Atlanta. This is phenomenal. I mean, we have pre-construction properties in Atlanta. It's great, 25% ROI, but the cash on cash return component is quite low. I think a lot of people get their ROIs mixed up and they're doing buy, rent, hold real estate based on uh, a cash on cash return. So often in buy, rent, hold real estate, when the cash on cash return is six, 8% or whatever, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to go much higher. So it might be compromised in the economic fundamentals of the area. So it depends on the strategy as well. So Lucy has this great thing. It's very little cash flow, maybe $100, you know, a month in your pocket after all your reserves and contingencies. But your overall growth is going to be astronomical in Atlanta, such a high growth area. And then we have people like our Barry specialist in Barry, Ontario, where we got into that market over 10 years ago, Matthew. We were picking up properties for $200,000 cash flowing as single family. And when that stopped working, we worked together as a team to change that model. We had to start doing those duplex conversions. So now we had two units and all of a sudden, wow, we're so cash flow positive. We're getting like $1,200 a month in our pockets. This is amazing. But then the market goes up and up and up further. And so all of a sudden that stops working. So we're always working with our professionals to figure out how can we get these properties working so we don't have to compromise areas. So now in Barrie, we're working on triplex to fiveplex conversions. People are adding on and building on the home. So it's a whole different way of leverage. It's a whole different financial commitment, but the returns are astronomical. So there's so many different ways that people can, you know, build wealth through real estate, some of them without doing any work whatsoever. So we know a lot of apartment syndicators, and I believe you're one of them. You do apartment syndications. What a fantastic way to get a really fantastic return, whether you're using your IRA, using some of that cash sitting around that's losing value or even using what you would use for a down payment. And then you sit back and you're on the golf course, you're with your kids, you're living your life. And sorry, Matthew, to say this, but <laughs> we'll just let Matthew do all the work. And we just get all the benefits. There's exactly, so many, yeah. so many ways you can grow your money. You got to, you know, active management versus passive is definitely two different ways to run business and both make great money. But is what do you want to do? And I think one thing we like to look about is, you know, enjoying your life. You're really limited on what you can do in your time, right? So do you really want to be changing toilets? Do you really want to be managing tenants? Do you want to manage late payments, vacancies, everything like that? Or would you rather, you know, hand it off to a professional who does that day in and day out with a team to support you and give you guidance on how to build your wealth while doing it passively so you can sit back and relax and know that some of these numbers sometimes are actually beating active investors anyways. So, you know, and think about scale. You want to do a single family homes, multi-units, or do you want to go to the 20, 40, 50, 100, 500 unit buildings? That reduces your risk by far because the economics of scale help you. And even if there's some units vacant, one unit out of 100 is 1%, right? One unit out of two is 50%. And you really have to think about that. That does matter at a point because you're not going to be able to pay your PITI if you're carrying a loan. Most likely, most people should be to leverage, right? And get the tax benefits. See, all this stuff that you just dropped here, we're just like golden nugget after nugget after nugget. And this is from years and years and years of experience of building and and really focusing on this specific model, which is fantastic because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort to to do that. And this is all you do. So when people are like, you know, thinking about how to grow and invest, you don't have to be a full-time investor. There's so many podcasts and stuff like leave your job and be a full-time investor and no money, no down and whatever. Like who cares? You know, people can still continue their lives that they're living and also take a wealth building approach too. Okay. I don't need to be a full-time investor. I'm a lawyer and I'm making really good money. I just want a better return on my investment. I understand what Matthew is doing here with the syndicated apartment. I don't want to manage 250 tenants. Matthew seems to love changing 250 toilets. <laughs> I'm going to give my money to Matthew. And because I understand this investment model, I understand how it works. It's going to be a tax play to me. Tax is huge. Yes, it is huge. A lot of people don't understand how taxes work in real estate. They're high income earners. They, they, they go ahead with a high income strategy. And next thing you know, boom, they've lost all their money in taxes. That's not a good thing either. So we, yeah. we also, the most important person on our team are accountants, accountants and lawyers to show people, you know, how people should be investing and how to set themselves up 
strategically. And not everyone is the same way. Some people should be buying in their personal names. Some should not. It depends on your strategy, depends on your situation, depends on what kind of income you're declaring. There's so, and it, it's not up to you to figure this stuff out. Like you don't have to be a lawyer and an accountant and a real estate agent and an apartment syndicator. You just have to know different options that's available to you and help you get to your situation and have a general understanding. You'd be a generalist and have a general understanding of how this is going to help you. I think a good point you just mentioned too is treating real estate is there's a different mindset. One is just buying real estate and being an investor. One is creating generational wealth, becoming a wealth builder and learning how to real invest in real estate as one type of asset to increase your wealth for your family and create real generational wealth and to pass it down. Right. And a part of that too, is actually having a team when you're doing active investing solo, you're basically going to learn everything yourself. You're going to online forums, you're listening to podcasts, you're reading books, you're asking questions, going to meetups. But when you start learning about how to really create generational wealth and working with a team, like you mentioned, Monica, a CPA, a lawyer, um, in agent investors, um, syndicators, and learning how, how they run the model and how to scale and become more passive than active or have a a diversified portfolio, it's even better because you're reducing that risk and you're increasing your value. And the number one thing is tax benefits. Even in investing in multi-unit syndication, the past tax benefits are passed through. And a lot of people don't understand that the tax benefit is there. And there's different ways to increase the tax benefit through, for example, cost segregation, right? So if yeah. you know your team is investors is heavily, you know, have heavy incomes, you can help them benefit by doing that as well. But not Absolutely. everyone understands that yet. And, and, and they don't great. understand that they need, they just need to learn that. And that's kind of the lessons. Like last night, we had Dennis Blitz from the IRA club present at nice. one of our events. He's presenting yeah. two more times this month, you know, and this is important to know, like it's how to self-direct your IRA. That's Why, really how to get more control over your investments. On Wednesday, everyone went to another um, private market seminar. This is for our Canadian people with Mark Samborski. But how can you invest in self-storage opportunities, you know, in apartment buildings, like 500 units plus, in plazas all over Canada and the U.S., in car washes? I mean, there's so many amazing opportunities. I love, I'm a highly active as a wealth builder, and I started as a real estate investor, and I wouldn't consider investing any of my money here at first. I wanted to do it all by myself, and I wanted to get my properties, and I was on this 100 property quest, and it was Horrible. It was worse than the rat race. I thought it was great for several years, but I was fooling myself. And it wasn't until I really kind of took a higher end, more strategic approach that we truly created that financial freedom in our lives, that we truly created these milestones. And now it's not just a real estate investing what we do at Real Property Investments. It's we are a team of wealth builders. So I kind of look at that as a lot more of a sophisticated approach where we kind of allow you to see the overall scope. So it's not such a DIY um, mindset, you know, hustle, respect the grind, multimillionaires, you know, we could get you all the fun stuff and the good stuff and the wealth goals, or I'd like to think you could get yourself there, but it doesn't always have to be you. You're only as strong as your team. If you take away someone's assets, you can rebuild your assets as long as you have the team in place. I think that's one of the most important points because as a new investor, you know, you need to find your core four and really, you know, you need a property manager. You got to find your contractors. You got to find handyman. You got to find legal or agents uh, to help you through that. But at the same time, you're actively managing all of them. You're, and you, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And when you work with investors and syndicators, for example, they have a team built out. It can be built out throughout the U S Canada, whatever, but knowing from the background experience, okay, how to vet a property manager, how to vet a lender. Each lender is not the same. Each property yeah. manager is not the same. How to vet contractors. They're completely different. The price points are way off sometimes, right? So you have to really understand each part of that. And as an active investor, you're going to have to do a lot of work and you might not even get the property. You might not even get the location. But And you can only fund so many deals before you're, you're dried out from the lending side of things. But exactly. in passive management and passive investing, you can do a whole lot more with what you have in probably have greater returns possible. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And and you just mentioned about building that team. We actually had a course last week on that is how to build your real estate dream team. 
because there are a list of people that you need on your real estate dream team from your real estate agent, mortgage agent, home inspector, your contractor, lawyer, accountant, property manager, paralegal. Um, all these people are so important and they're all going to be part of your investment process, you know, passive and active. And so we had a specific course on that. So a lot of people just kind of like pick these people out of the air. They're mismatching people or worst of all, those people are picking them. We want people to be empowered and pick their people. Now at Real Property Investments, you also mentioned Meetup. If anyone here is on that Meetup platform, you Google Real Property Investments or on Meetup, you'll see that we have 18 active clubs all throughout Canada, US and Australia. Each one of those clubs has a sponsored team of experts and we only go for our experts stay on that roster, basically. So say if someone came and they're like, yeah, I wanna invest, I'm in you know, Atlanta and I wanna invest uh, in real estate here, then they have that whole list of professionals available to them. So we like to say we take all that guesswork out of investing so you can stop guessing you can start investing. Otherwise, instead of finding properties or investment opportunities, you're interviewing people. And there are ways, there is a very specific way when you do build a team. And I'm very proud of our team. I love the people that I work with, but it took a long time to find them. And they've been very long standing relationships because we're so selective. So in that course, building your dream team, there's actual interview questions that you have to ask these people. Because uh, your investor team is not going to be like your personal team. Remember buying your first house, Matthew? How that was? Yeah, I didn't even know what a home inspection was. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And your first one is always the scariest one. But yeah, I bought my first house when I was 24 in San Francisco, and then ever since then, you just kept growing it, right? But it takes a lot of work to encouragement to do it, you know, especially at a young age to buy your first house in San Francisco. It was not. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And was that an investment property or your primary residence? Uh, it became my investment property at yeah then because I wasn't married yet, still living at home, saving the money, kept reinvesting every dollar I got from technology companies I was working with, and then just started getting to real estate investing and started accelerating that. And then you were twenty four back then, so it was a while, a little while back, not that long ago. Yeah, just like last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, when I was 24, I was with Vaughn in Australia and we actually too took our first investor move and uh, we bought a block of land. We put a $500 deposit down on a block of land in a blue chip resort estate area. I knew nothing about real estate investing, but I know a lot about blue blue chip estate areas and uh, and golf courses. I know that's good. I was like, tick. So we then met with this developer and we designed our dream home. Never had a house this beautiful and together we're here in our early 20s and we're designing this we got approved and we were ready to go and we were so excited it was like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment or something we were ready to do this we flew back to toronto to see my parents for christmas they talked me out of it so if anyone has naysayers in their life believe me we know all about the naysayers they said you're crazy to do this you're gonna sink you don't do it so we raced back to australia and we got our 500 dollars deposit back Cause that's what I was, that was my mindset at that point, losing yeah. $500, you know, I was, and I was so relieved when we got this $500 back fast forward about, um, four years later, sorry, three years later, we were married. I'm completing my master's degree. We're living on oceanfront in this beautiful place in, in Western Australia. I have a baby on my knee, bouncing a baby. I thought, you know, it'd be a fun activity. So like when Google just yeah. started coming out like a fun activity, but I should just Google this area. And I Googled Glen Iris Estates, $1.7 million. Ouch. I almost dropped the baby <laughs> and <laughs> literally cried. And, and in our book, Real Estate Mistakes, we talk about that as opportunity loss. And it hurt. Like to this, this home had a theater we designed mm -hmm. in there. Nice. It was a beautiful house and, you know, but life is filled with missed opportunity. And, you know, whenever I feel like I get that fear settling in again, or I start listening to naysayers or anything, I really like to think about that opportunity and think, you know, you really got it. If I knew the right answers uh, to the questions and the concerns that was scaring me, I'd be so much more likely to keep that investment. I won't listen to the naysayers and I'll do what's best for my family and I rather than what other people are saying.
Yeah, and I think a lot of naysayers are the ones who haven't done it yet, who haven't tried, whoever understand it, and they're just saying no because it's something they wouldn't do. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't learn it, and you shouldn't figure out the right people to work with to understand it. And being surrounded with the right, you know, people who have that ability to just keep pushing you to go further and to learn and to ask um, is a is a complete difference, right? And you want to be surrounded by great people who are smarter than you. So that way you can keep building your wealth throughout time and working with great agents, working with great investors who can do that makes it a lot easier because they've done it before. Like the people who bought hundreds of homes or hundreds of units, isn't it better to ask them than a person who bought no homes? You know? Absolutely. Well, that's why we have this community that we're trying to create a supportive community where people can ask their questions and get real advice. We're not very, and I, I, I love my team. Like it's like the best people in the industry and they're so successful, but they're also very approachable. They are actually doing the, the investments and they are very down to earth people as well, which I think is really important that we kind of all see past this whole smokes and mirrors and all the, the money aspect and the showing off aspect of real estate. I mean, I'm the first person to love stuff. Like that's great fun to have stuff, but the stuff comes after the real stuff comes. So the real stuff for me really was, can I be a stay-at-home mom? I have to make that money. Can I send my kids to college? Because I don't want to, you know, the, the price of, of college and, and tuition, I mean, student debt is at an all-time high. And can I create a legacy for my family? You know, I, I don't really want to spend all of our money. I don't have any need for the amount of money. You know, I want to create that for my philanthropies and my family and for generations. Creating a legacy is really kind of what it's about. It's not about just having a bunch of stuff. You know, how, how has your stuff been doing since COVID? Because I'm on lockdown and all my fun stuff that I worked so hard to achieve, I can't even use it. Yeah, exactly. Just sitting there because then even for us, we've been locked down. It's going to be a year soon, right? I can't believe it since March of 2020 to now and we're still in lockdown, slowly opening up. But for the majority, a lot of people are still staying at home. So your stuff is just stuff. It doesn't really help you. And I like the, to talk about and think about like real long-term plays, real long-term wealth and helping your family and paying for college tuitions, paying for your kids, giving them more opportunities to do more extracurricular activities, using the, using your multi-unit funds to pay for all that, right? Absolutely. That's more fun to me than a toy just sitting on the floor right here. I can't use it because, you know, can't really go outside. And it's such an interesting industry to be into and people who join the community, even if they're like a secretary or an architect or a lawyer, we want people to have jobs. Like obviously it's easier to invest if you have jobs. But, you know, real estate investing and finance can be fascinating. I really want to change it from this boring kind of, you know, landscape to really interesting. Like people need money. Everyone uses money. And so they need to learn about money. Why not learn about it and get more control over your money? There's nothing wrong with having money. We all need money. How can you get the money to serve you? Because money is an excellent servant but it's a horrible master. It really is. And with COVID-19, we really need to work past it replacing this job income. Real estate can allow you to do that, whether it's passive or active. Like flipping homes can be an extra way to make $25,000 a quarter. That's $100,000 a year. That's a huge, that's a salary. That's two salaries. <laughs> so, and if people know the system and they know how to do that, then they can move forward. Now, a lot of people are out here saying, well, I don't have any money. Why? Why don't you have money? How can you get more money? Stop asking the easy questions or the easy, pointing to the obvious, I don't have any money. Let's start reverse engineering questions here and thinking, how can I get more money? You know that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. When Will Smith sees the guy in those, this is so funny, when they drive by in the racing car, like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, I, wanted, I want to have a car like that. I want to be like those people. He goes up to them and asks them, what do I have to do to get a car like that? What job do I have to get? And he told him and he went and did it. Exactly. So why aren't more people living their life like that? Like Coco Chanel says, my life didn't please me. So I created my life. We nice. all can be masters of our own life. We just have to figure out what is it we want and how can we get there? I think one part of that too is the fact like 
people in general like let time pa pass by and they use excuses in their own sense time like um for example i have family i have kids i have work I've, i'm tired and i don't want to pursue other things well then like you know that's self-encouragement either going to be encouraged or not motivation is that's hard people can try to motivate you but you really have to dig deep and say why do i need to do this what's um what will get me there and how will this help my family and that mindset shift is the hardest part for everyone to get over these things the fears the mindsets and just start doing it and start learning and you can't be perfect on day one you're never going to be perfect no one's perfect but you're going to try hard to just keep improving one percent a day for example right but people have to decide to make that choice. People yep. tend to complain and they focus. And when you talk about what's going to happen, we create our lives from inside out. So your outside life is a reflection of your inside. Mm -hmm. What you're creating on the inside, the stories that you've told yourself for now, you're perpetuating more and more and more of that. If anyone has excuses, it's me. Okay. I have four kids. I love it when people That's tell me they're busy. I'm like, I have four kids and I have a business. And I have my own investment portfolio to manage. If anyone doesn't have time, it's me. Exactly. But I feel like I have all the time in the world. I love my life. I've created my life and I have time. I have 4 a.m. starts a lot by choice. I wake up every day with a bounce of my stuff. I am super duper excited to get the day started because I have a meaningful, purposeful life. You have to start with what's meaningful and purposeful to you. What is it you don't like about your life? You guys don't need to tolerate it. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, let's start working towards, you know, developing a different passion. We all need residual streams of income. You all need to have different forms of income coming in. You have to have something aside from your jobs because it's not a matter of, oh, I'm going to leave my job. What if your job chooses you? Look what happened with COVID. I have a lot of tenants right now that can't pay their rent because of COVID-19 and it's not their fault. Yes, it's frustrating as a landlord, but it's also reality you have to deal with. And it's, it's, it's a matter of circumstances. So instead of getting upset with them, I've actually offered a lot of our tenants, you know, coaching on wealth building, sending them some nice. resources, sending them some, some tutorials. We have to start somewhere. I believe firmly that every single person, no matter where you are, can improve. And I honestly, I'm a very sensitive person. I feel like I have a responsibility to each and every person out there to help them get the most out of their life. Anyone that comes to me for counsel or support, I feel like they need people like myself and you, Matthew, to really show them that there are options out there. There is a way. You don't have to accept what you currently have. But at the end of the day, you have to make that choice. Yeah, I think when people start accepting, you know, just the situation they're in, that's when you really start giving up. You have to be able to change and create the life you really want and hit the goals you really want. And I think I found one way for for me, the best way was, for example, at 25, 30, 35, I wrote down like five goals every single five years. And I just try hard as hell to get to those goals. But you know, when you write it and put it on your wall, you're going to do it because you've envisioned it, right? It's going to happen. But if you don't do that and you just give up and just say, yeah, this is what my life is. I'm screwed. This is where I'm going to be. I'm, I'm done, right? That doesn't really help you get there and to you know take those next steps the hardest part is the journey right everyone always talks about it the hardest challenge is going through all the hell to get to the end of it there's no end still don't worry it's still day one like amazon right yeah yeah like there i think people concentrate on the end too much whereas the end really is you in a box so you don't really want to contact concentrate <laughs> on the end too I much guys we want to concentrate on the day so when i do my mindset training first thing in the day is i give thanks for another day on this earth. Eckhart Tolle says we're all one heartbeat away from death. That's Today could be your last day. So rather than focusing and sacrificing right now for the future, why not take steps today to show how you're grateful for today and take steps to make you feel better for today? At the end of the day, I always like to have a nice list of um, you know things of how did I progress today? What did I learn today that I didn't know yesterday? How am I better today? than I was yesterday. What happened today that I don't want in my life anymore? And you kind of let that go. And I think that is so important for people when they're doing goal setting and they have these huge convoluted long-term goals that really don't matter. Like with finance, people generally speak over people's heads in these in these large term terminologies to confuse them. So they are reliant on financial professionals. Yep. So I like to think I'm like the no guff real estate wealth builder here. And I really like people come to me and they try to impress me. And it's very cute and all like, Oh, I want to have like a $20 million net worth. And you know, I want to have 
a portfolio that's both. I'm like, you don't even have one property yet. And you're worrying for a $20 million net worth. What's your net worth now? I'm living in my parents' basement. I hate it. Let's get you out of there. Like, yeah, let's fix that. I'm trying to be such a show off and a know-it-all. Look at me. Look how smart I am. Look how successful I am. Look at who cares? No one cares. They just care about themselves. And that's okay. Because we have to come from a point of giving. If they didn't have a pain problem, I'm not there to follow you around, you to show off like the Pied Piper. They're there to get real advice and for you to help people. And if you can't help people move past their own egos, mm -hmm. and if it's not a meaningful goal, like $20 million net worth is not a meaningful goal. No one needs $20 million. I don't care who you are. Can I get you $20 million? Yes. Do you need it? No. Let us get you what you need first. And then afterwards, we can do whatever the heck you want. There's nothing wrong with having $20 million. A lot of fun. But who cares? Who cares? What is it that you want to change in your life today? We start at that point. If you want to become um, like a very successful investor like yourself, Matthew, and I'm sure you remember what it was like to start off that first property in the start things start to snowball once you get the hang of things pretty quickly. And that mindset changes. You're elevated. You are never going to be the same as you were before. You can have all the naysayers around you. So for your naysayers, if anyone has a naysayer in life, I want you to look at your naysayer very closely. And I want you to ask yourself, are they doing what I want to be doing? Because when I, I'll tell you one fun story. I used to park in this, in this beautiful country club in our area where I used to take my daughter for, for tennis lessons that all these women would like fly in and their fancy cars. And there was the nicest ladies look so happy. It was like the pursuit of happiness. They jump out with their tennis rackets and they would be going to the court and they had, it was like midday and they had all the time in the world. And I'm like, I want that. That's what I want. And now that's what I'm doing. But I feel like if I didn't put myself into that situation, if I didn't drive into that car park, if I didn't manifest that, and actually admit to the universe, I want this. This is important to me. I want health in my life. I want friendship. I want freedom to play tennis midday. I want a nice car. I want this. I could have this. I deserve this. Then you get that. So it all starts with what people want. The goals can be really small. And then we can go to sky's the limit because whatever it is you want in this world, you deserve it. And I firmly believe that everyone can have exactly what they want. You can and exactly and just manifestation is the part of it and really everyone talks about it but you have to really do it and you have to really think about it and really envision it because when you don't it won't happen because you don't have the vision to just you know get there right you have to really focus on it and i think people say too like you know you mentioned you had four kids and you're busy but you're doing everything you want you're creating your life you know having one kid's great having two kids is more than double the work and having four is just I can't even, it's mind-boggling how you can handle insanity. that as a mom, right? And to control the sanity because it's insane and to still build a real estate, a portfolio, a wealth and take care of your family. But I think when, when they the were things, babies too, and they're babies too, one not now, but is, they were, they were they, babies and we were there, we were doing it. And you know what? Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I would love to, but I don't have time or my family. It's going to take me away. We all have families. And I remind on Dragon's Den once I was watching an episode, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank. And this one girl, I think her name is Manjeet Minhas. She owns this amazing brewery company. She has two kids. Someone used the family card and she just looked at them and said, we all have families. And we do. Like, what's your excuse? What's holding you back? You know, it, it can't be your family. You have to do it for your family. If anything, that should be more of a driver. Exactly. Why you shouldn't be living living the ordinary life, and you can't. It's difficult to do it on your own. I I work with several coaches. I have multiple coaches in various areas of our life, which really has driven me to be an incredibly successful person in every area. And I know I'm successful because I'm healthy and I'm happy and I'm in a purposeful job and I'm a great role model to my own kids. That's how I I define my my success, you know, am I making a difference in the world? But I could not do that if I, I could not be in my peak state if I didn't have, you know, my mindset coaches, my business coaches, my health coach, my nutrition coach, my, my tennis game would be even worse than it already is if I didn't have my tennis coach, you know, any area 
we're in a lockdown now. Usually I have a little bit better going on like this. I don't even do my own hair <laughs> because someone can do it so much better than yeah. I can do it. This is as good as it gets when it comes to me doing it. But then if you look at the pictures on Facebook, you're like, oh, is that the same person? Because that's a professional. So everything really, I do believe in outsourcing your life to a team of professionals. If you want to get these above average results, you don't have to do it alone. I noticed in real estate, everyone, like a lot of people try to do it themselves. They try to learn and do everything themselves. But you think about like basketball, baseball, everything, you know, there's professional coaches here. What are they? They're experts who are guiding you to, to get to the where you want to be right they're helping you achieve your goal so why not in real estate have people as well like an investor team support you and guide you to get to your goal you know exactly and especially like, when this is one of the biggest financial assets too right yeah exactly like people are so scared and i think what it is is a lot of uncertainty they're scared there's so many different gurus out there mm -hmm. everyone's a real estate investor this day and age you know is it matthew and monica or is it like so-and-so else who's has their ads out and everyone's making these promises and i think people are hurting so much financially because they're not able to reach their goals they genuinely want to do something different and they're so scared of being disappointed they're so scared of being dragged into another hotel room for three days where they're going to be upsold or in a free event they're going to be upsold a three-day event and then they're going to be upsold this fifty hundred thousand dollar coaching package and they're gonna be they hate it like and they're rightfully so there's everyone says they're a real estate investor this day and age and, and we kind of try to squash that facade you know we're like if you have any doubts first thing we say is if you don't like your mentor don't work with them are they doing what you want to be doing maybe some i do things that people don't want to be doing maybe they prefer if i was in the field with a hammer in my hand like i was 10 years ago actively respecting the grind and killing it on all those properties you know we do that my teams do that it's not me doing that but some people prefer the actual person to be there doing that sort of stuff there you know some people want to have more of that diy teach me to be a wholesaler for no money down teach me how to flip homes all that smokes and mirrors stuff it can be done but are the people teaching you that right way and giving you that right support? A lot of the strategies like with the bandit signs and yellow letters and all these different sort of tactics, you know, it only goes so far. How many bandit signs can people put up in an area Yeah. before people start stop paying attention to them? So there's so much out there. I mean, real estate investing is a multi-billion dollar industry when it comes to education. And unfortunately, only 6% of the world's population, although 90% of millionaires invest in real estate, 6% are actually investing. And so it's a small pool. So I guess the education, people who are in it from a get mentality, what they want is people's money, which is fine. That's part of business. People choose to do it. I'm sure they have a great product, but they've identified the fact that it's a small pool. Economies of scale. I have to charge a lot. So then I have, because I have a small amount of people and that's the way it has to go. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm committed to being a game changer in this world. I am committed to empowering and educating all people and really to take control of their finances and not to take some super duper expensive course and be out in the field trying to implement on their own. But just by understanding how finance and wealth building works, really asking themselves a hard question and start building wealth, their wealth today. And it doesn't have to be with a property today. Maybe your goal is to get your buying power up or getting your down payment available for property or getting $25,000 set aside to invest with a syndication opportunity like yourself. It, anything is possible. And that's the, the responsibility of a coach is really to show people you're not alone. You know, we could help you. We could guide you to that right opportunity. And you are a very responsible, intelligent adult. You make your own decision. We could bring you there, but you have to decide to act. I think one part of that is too, and that's a great way to get going. And I really think people really just need to take the next step. Like 2020 went, went crazy. 2021 is here now. Really focus on what do you really want in your life? You're only going to be so young for, for the, at this age today, right? You need to focus on what do you want for your life, for your family? Who's going to help you get there? How are you going to do it yourself? And what, do you, what steps do you want? And it's not until the pain point you see the pain point that you realize you need to do it. So just realize it now. You need to do it and start focusing on you know hustling and doing 
doing it. Everyone has a job. Everyone has family. Everyone should hustle if they want to achieve a different goal in life and to provide additional value to your family. And to do that, you just got to execute and just do it and start attending, you know, events, uh, webinars, meetups, whatever you can learn from coaches like us, learn from wealth builders like us and how we can help you take a, take it with a grain of salt if you like, but you know, people who are providing free value and showing you the real information with no smoke and mirrors and just saying, here's how we did it. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we recommend. Here's what we don't recommend. There's no right and wrong. It's more like, how do I get to the best result today? And how do I get it at my goal? Like, you know, you bought the $500 home land you know, someone told you not to do it. It doesn't mean it was right or wrong. In in fact, this case, they were wrong. You were right, but you have to trust your gut as well to do it and take the risk and ask other people, does it make sense? Just don't follow one naysayer. Got to really see the value, right? Absolutely. And I want to thank you for putting on this great podcast. Um, podcasters, all of you, thank you so much, everyone. Because so many people really, really love listening to these things. There are so many people who want to do something. And if it wasn't for podcasters like yourself, you know, you guys are huge game changers too. So you're really helping people create their lives, which is truly an amazing thing because that's what we should all be in this for. I think so. And I hope, you know, people out there, especially like I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of real estate podcasts, business podcasts, marketing, and it really does help because you're actually getting the insights from the people, the guests, the speakers like yourself, Monica, right? You're telling your story and you're seeing what's going on and your results in your area and how you've built your wealth, how you built your team. And this is one of the best ways. Like imagine when you're talking to CEOs, how would you get to talk to them if they weren't on a podcast? You probably wouldn't get to talk to them because you wouldn't be in not even the same network, not even the same area. How would you see that? And I think that's a really valuable insight to learning and being educated by many different people really quickly. Absolutely. I agree. I agree entirely. <laughs> Question for you too, is that, you know, you've built your team and you said you didn't just in the last 11 years, you guys built a successful team. How does one go about finding the right team for them? And how do they vet the team to understand that it, it they match together like here's my goals here's what you can help me with here's why and here's when i should do it how does that work well that that's a really great question so i mean the team i i strongly believe that like mm -hmm. attracts like and so the first step really is to identify you know what kind of investment opportunity is that you want to grow in and if you are looking then you want say if you you pick a specific area like say the bay area that you want to focus on investments you really want to kind of get out there and learn who are the other heavy hitters in this bay area um so let's pretend they even do something like a meetup search or a google search or real estate investment clubs you know or investment opportunities google can be everyone's best friend you can really i i can't believe i lived without google because i seriously google my life i don't even want to know how many times a day i google i don't even bother thinking anymore i just kind of google on autopilot so let's pretend that they're looking at, you know, investment opportunities in the Bay and your name could pop up. Well, what's this about sort of thing, you know? So as you identify these different experts and different people sort of in, in the area, the next thing is to book an interview with that person and really see how you get along with that person. I'm a relationships person. I bank on people. Our whole team is built on people. If they make me feel good, if I make them feel good, if they have a great offer, if I have a great offer, you want someone that you get along with, someone that is doing what you want to be doing and someone that you have, but, but you don't feel like you're bothering them and they have that time and really positive energy because we need people during this time when we're operating in uncertainty to really nurture us. And I know I'm a mother and it's funny because am I nurturing? I'm probably more nurturing to my clients than I am my children. Um, <laughs> but it's a different kind of nurturing. It could be a firm nurturing, but you want someone that basically is really empathetic to your current state and respects the fact that you are putting yourself out of the box. You don't want someone who's a jerk. You don't want someone who challenges you. You don't want someone who doesn't have time for you. And you don't, the key number one, if anyone you feel like you're bothering them, it's not the right fit unless you truly are being a pest and blowing up their phone and, <laughs> and at all hours of the night and asking the same questions they've already told you the answer to. Yes, a, a smart person will set you straight. But it comes down to this relationship and, and that's it from that person. You know, you might want to also investigate other people, like say a mortgage specialist, or you might even want to say, ask them, who do your contacts that you use? And if you have an interview with that person, more likely than not, you're going to realize 
wow, this is another person that really understands my needs that can work with me personally and really kind of help me, you know, get to that next level. That's why we kind of have our teams at Real Property. A lot of them kind of snowball from our one expert who, who introduces us around. And we have facilitators from each area. A lot of people are Real Property members that start Real Property Investment Clubs. We've They understand how we work. Like Lucy Moy is a Real Property member. You know, and she runs our U.S. division. She operates out of Atlanta. We work with Lucy, but she also has a multi-million dollar investment portfolio and a lot of experience. But she caters to our U.S. crowd the way we can. Together, we find specialists in each one of these areas. And then when people live in that area, they actually have someone who understands them. But they also have the same real property kind of attitude. You know, you it's like, it's like um, you know, when Richard Branson has the Virgin team. So I remember the very first time I was in Australia, I remember someone explaining the Virgin company. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, this is a Virgin Mobile. And they're going to be like, hey, how's it going? Because they're really like a laid back route. That's the vibe of the whole Virgin company. And he's taken that. I've read all of Richard Branson's books. I was supposed to meet him oh. before COVID-19. It got canceled twice. I was <laughs> so excited to meet Richard Branson because I love him. So I read all his books. And I read them all before too. Yeah. And he has that same vibe, that same feel through all the Virgin companies, like whether it's his airline company, you know, it's really laid back and fun and a bit kind of quirky and young and hip. And so that's the kind of thing, like you want to be in, in an environment with someone that you're comfortable with that could join you on your journey, but also super smart and they're not learning beside you. So you want someone who's done it and who's been there so you do need never if you're in if you're the smartest person in the room like you said matthew you're in the wrong room now fortunately i'm a great connector but my experts are so much smarter than me um i am not lying they are just the most intelligent people and i'm not saying i'm not intelligent but i'm certainly not an astronomically intelligent accountant i do not have a cpa or anything close but all of our accountants, we work with the absolute best accountants. Same with lawyers, same with agents. I mean, agents are probably the most people that we're on par with because we're building out those models, but we work together. It's a team. It is an actual team. Like, so sometimes our agents will come to us and go, look, Monica, like when we had that very example, this isn't working anymore. I can't get any properties. I'd say, listen, what other areas can we move to? You know, maybe it's just they have to sit for a while. When we were in 2017, our markets went up 48% appreciation year after year, all throughout Ontario. It was insane. So we didn't stop investing. We built new markets, high growth markets. We went out, we did the work for the economic fundamentals, and we just started those markets there. And that's what the team would do it in six different areas. But we worked alongside our agents to do that and to help build out the team. The agent also had to get out of their area. So if you were hot and heavy in the Bay Area and that stops working, you have to figure out and, and no matter what you do, it's not going to work. There's just no opportunities. That's when we'd work together to really figure out, OK, Matthew, like let's figure out what other prospects there are and what kind of investment model we can work there. And I absolutely love working with agents in that in that way. Exactly. I think, yeah. The opportunity is always there. You just have to be the one to find it. And the areas do change. Just the real estate investing is the same model. Like you're going to build, you're going to add value, you're going to create more efficiencies, you're going to, you know, create equity and sweat equity and build up. But if it doesn't work in your area, you can always move around. You're not located into just your local area that you live in. You can go anywhere. So seeing that throughout the United States, there's so many changes. And the more you learn about um the markets and every market specifically, then the more you have to can see opportunities faster, right? And it just takes Absolutely. that experience to do it and the team to do it. And finding the right team is hard, but that's just the way to grow. And really that model, you know, buy, hold and sell the strategy, it takes time and effort. But if you can work with a trusted team and build upon it and just keep growing and knowing the fact you're not stuck in one location, you can scale tremendously. And the more you go to multi-units in my person, uh, my my preference, the bigger you can just keep going. Totally agree. Absolutely agree. So, you know, you mentioned um, in the podcast is like, you know, you guys are using a buy, hold and sell strategy. What are some of the um, pros and cons to that? So buy and hold strategy, I think it's really great. Um, some of our, our older properties, you know, were in markets that they had the strong economic fundamentals and we operated largely as innovators in those markets 
such as say Windsor, Ontario, for example, where we are picking up properties for under $100,000. And this market, although everyone else had had probably one of the worst reputations in Ontario, but they were thinking about old news. These people were very behind. Where we had a grasp of what's the happenings at a macro level. And we knew the industry going in the area. We knew the government of the area. We knew the plans. So we decided to grow our money there early and with great success. And then now, just as of yesterday, the average price for a home in that market is $510,000, believe it or not. And so we used to get super duper cash flow and that was really fantastic. Um, So that's great with buy rent hold if you can get the cash flow and the appreciation. But often, quite often, you do have to kind of compromise a little bit. It is tough to get cash flow off a single family home. you know, with that, one of the strategies you can do is duplex conversions or tribux conversions. But the reality of that, too, is the more units available, the lower uh, quality tenants you're going to have. So it really depends what you want as an investor. Cash flow and cash on cash return can be very limiting and not very impressive in buy, rent, hold real estate if you are investing in high growth areas. Um, whereas the appreciation, and you're right, you, we can't bank on appreciation, but that's really where you're going to get your long-term wealth. Yeah. So we often say, if you want to change, like, you know, one property could change your plan. So let's pretend you have no money in your retirement fund, and then we get you your property, one buy and hold property. And all you do is we get it for $375,000. And all you do is, is pay off your mortgage for 25 years, you buy it when you're 40. So that's 65 years old. You're just your value of your property. Your mortgage is going to be paid off. If it's appreciating 5% a year, because that's the historical norms, your property is going to be valued at $1.25 million. If you have two of them, you know, you're over two and a half million dollars. Have your personal residence, you're a multimillionaire. Like that's how powerful buy, rent, hold really, really can be. But a lot of people think I need to buy 100 homes in order to get financially free. And that is an awful idea. That's having 100 homes is like having 100 kids. You'd be better off having a 100-unit apartment building. You'd actually better off be giving you money so you could have a 100-unit apartment building because if anyone out there has a 100-unit apartment building, that's all you're going to do. Yep. If you have a 100-unit, call know. me. I'll take it. We'll help you. Yeah. He'll do it. Matthew will do it because he has the systems. He has the strategy. He has the team. All those years of grunt work, mistakes, expertise, blood, sweat, tears has gone into what he can easily create today. You don't have to be that person who has to create that from the ground up. You don't have to have this grounds up story. Your life doesn't need to be that that after school special where you're this underdog that rises up and whatever. You could go right in at the top level and be like, yeah, man, I'm just going to take all the good stuff. And exactly. that's the exciting part about investing. I love it. Exactly. And this is like what we think about, like I eat, sleep and dream this every day. And it's, uh, our team does too. And it's a lot of fun just, you know, thinking about all these different ways you can build wealth, you can build real estate and you can create and help your clientele build up their portfolio. And definitely even through that all, there's going to be a lot of challenges. And even you, you wrote a book called Real Estate Mistakes, which is, you know, definitely a great title. And like for you, what was one of your biggest mistakes that you, you thought, in, you know, we have a lot of mistakes and real estate mistakes, but I think my main mistake really was doing too much too soon. You know, we spent over a hundred thousand dollars in courses and it turned us into supersonic students. Uh, we felt this huge pressure because we didn't feel like we had that money. We had the money, but we didn't have the money. We felt yeah. like we had to pay this back. And that's all we were thinking about. So I ignore my family for pretty much three years. I was working 20 hour days. Uh, we, we did over a hundred investment strategies from everything from single family, multifamily, student rentals, new construction, land development, uh, plazas, you name it. We were involved over 100 transactions year one, over 200 transactions year two, over 300 transactions year three. This is each year. We've done so much real estate. We were making so much money. We didn't know we were losing so much money. It was just a big mess. Lots of wins, but lots of losses especially the time away from my family. That was the biggest pain point. And it wasn't until we have a good coach who really pulled my head out of the sand and said, what the heck are you doing? You know, like I thought I was just the misinvestor extraordinaire. <laughs> you know, I could help anyone anywhere with anything. And I'm, I'm it. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And, you know, we are living our life like a couple of hot shots and that's not who we are. And I'm embarrassed to admit that, but when we wrote real estate mistakes, we said if we could help one person not make these mistakes that we made, 
um, we've, we've seen need in the book. Unfortunately, we've helped thousands of people across the world through the book, through real property investments. And, and that's what our goal is to really help this year alone over 1 million people across the globe. That would be amazing. Can't wait to see that and you know, come back here again and like, you know, and see at the end, like, you know, how many people and what's gone, what's the changes in 2021 and how people are growing, hopefully, and how life is changing, right? Because it really does go by really quickly. And yeah, like, you know, having a team like you to go through that challenge to do it together to learn from each other's mistakes, hopefully not too many, um, and just keep growing and pushing each other to get to the next step. Because really, we do need our freedom number, we do need to be set financially free. So we don't have to worry about, you know, jobs, uh, loss of jobs, or not wanting to do something that you're not passionate about and it's hard but you can do it and it does become a lot of fun when you're there agreed thank you so much for um being on our show today really glad to have you here and how do people actually reach out to you well they can check us out on our website which is rpinvestments.ca uh, or send me an, an email at info at rpinvestments.ca or you can Google Monica Jazik and Real Property Investments. And we're all over social media. We're very active, very friendly, and we want to help as many people as possible. And we do have that free fr Friday coaching, which I'd love for you to hop on to, um, Matthew, as well. And that will be next Friday at, at 12 o'clock. And they can learn more about that uh, on the events calendar at our website at rpinvestments.ca. We do have events happening from the top experts um, almost every day of the week. They're nice. going on, but the actual live coaching is on Fridays. So Fridays, we'll be sure to check it out and you know invite our guests to take a look at it and you know learn more and see how they can start improving their real estates. Any questions, definitely reach out to Monica um, about real estate investing. Reach out to myself. Uh, so glad to have you on our show, Monica. For everyone out there, check out our podcast, The Truth About Real Estate Events and More at MatthewMod.com and on Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.